crackhead theories in my moments. Okay, Justin, you're about to go into a crackhead theory and have a re moment. Go for it. Okay. It was more just this movie. Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. I saw, like, the poster of it or, like, you know, the DVD cover art, whatever you want to call it. And I got trolled. Pretty hot, menacing, carrying, uh, what's her face? I can't remember the girl's name. Robbie the robot is looking menacing. Why is he looking menacing, Justin? Because he's like carrying this woman who looks like she's passed out, and like it looks, it's like a low camera angle. He's like, rawr, kind of looking. Hashtag me too. Yeah, so I was just waiting the whole movie for like this robot to like go around fucking insane, killing people. All he really did was, you know, get a cook drunk. Thus, he is the most evil character. No, he's the most baller character now. He's like. Alcoholism. The data in fifties. <laughs> yeah, this is this isn't the robot's only movie either. He appears in other movies. Oh, okay. Just not related to Forbidden Planet, but just. I he, mean, does he come back as Robbie the robot? Yeah, his his that's like his brand name is Robbie the robot, and they created him. They're like, oh, people love this robot so much. Let's just put him in other movies. So they did. <laughs> Market research says people love cute robots. It's like the guy that did the Godzilla costume. You never knew who he was. But who knows if it was the same Robbie in every movie. The same guy in that costume. I'm guessing probably a different guy inside the suit. but I, I would have thought dis- that about Godzilla, but it was one dude for the most part. Yeah, but I mean, they were all being made at the same time in some Japanese studio. And probably oh, really? need some guy in the cheap to... Oh, I don't know. I thought they were made at different times, but... Like the same six or seven year period is when most of those Godzilla movies came out. Oh, so they were just... Yeah, along. it's like okay. those cheap Japanese movies. Yeah. Okay. Unlike this movie, which is top notch. Actually, for the 50s it probably was. For ni- yeah, for 1955, this was like a top notch film. Like, I was actually a little surprised. Like, it was, like, kind of cheesy, kind of campy, but, like, I'm like, these aren't the worst effects, you know, I've seen. Like, the creature effects I thought were really, really good. The last time I saw this, I was watching it on Turner Classic Movies and HD, and it's like, it still looks really good. Yeah, like, when it was, like, trying to go through the force field and stuff, I was, like, kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, wow, didn't know they had this sort of effects then. Yeah, I don't know how they did it. I mean, were they just drawing on. Maybe cells of. That's what it kind of looked like. Yeah, but um, it was pretty well done. What did crack me up a bit was the, uh, the way they like, had some effects. It was just like, almost like stop motion effects. Like it's like, all right, we're gonna like, you know, put the house on lockdown, and then it's just like you know, shum, seven shum, frames shum. is yeah. like, juke 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 Yeah. And you, like, see the chairs moving in between the little cuts. <laughs> Don't be racist, Justin. Only if you're looking for that. <laughs> yeah, come on. But no, it, it was a decent movie. Don't be stop-motion phobic. It had a lot of great stuff that I wish they would do now, but they just don't do because it's either a lost art or they're just like, ah, oh, it's too expensive. Like, they had really great matte paintings for backgrounds in this movie. They had really good special effects that you know like the creature stuff it it looked more realistic than some stupid cgi creature well so yeah that part was actually good the way they like i thought the footprints appearing on the ground was kind of cool and like stuff like that but like when they had the the sections in outer space where they like went outside the ship i'm just like this is like you know yeah they shape Toy on a string type shit. Like they had exhausted their budget on the creature <laughs> effects, probably. <clears throat> but uh, but all the sets and everything like that on the on the planet. What is it called? Altair Four. Mm-hmm. All that was pretty good. No, oh, yeah. I... They had some animals that they clearly had to train. Yeah, it was very <laughs> obvious. Like you know, it's like oh, the deer like walk around were released on this side of the pond. They walk around to the other side, get the food from the girl. Like, you see the deer go, like, straight for her hand. It's like, okay, yes, very obviously trained. 
And then she had like a tiger and you know some other things that they had to probably train. Yeah, one thing I kind of uh, like about some of the older movies is just like they hold their shots just like a little longer. I don't know if you've noticed it in this movie. Like if it was like that, if they did that deer scene today, I feel like they'd like show the deer like bounding out of the grass, like in a close up, and then they like you know. So running up to the girl like in another cut and then like, you know, have it run away or something like that. I and mean, it was just like all one thing. It was just like, okay, one thing, deer come out, they go up to the girl and it leaves. It's like... Yeah, there's too much action cutting in modern films, whether they're sci-fi I mean, sometimes or it works, but like a lot of times it's just like everywhere. Are you suggesting they let uh, directors have the actors play the scene out and not yes. jump the camera around and cut a lot? Well, it's like in a fight scene... You know, some fight scenes where they just do so many cuts, cuts, cuts in a row. So it's like, it looks it's like this really... Yeah, yeah. this disjointed Bourne. fight. Yeah, pretty much. Did where, we watch those? Jason Bourne? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you haven't watched them by yourself, but they're not really sci-fi. Okay, great. Because I wasn't really going Who directed Paul Greengrass? I think that's the guy who directed them. He doesn't know how to use a fucking steady camera, and he also mm-hmm. likes to do quick cut action scenes. Well, it hides bad acting and, like, bad choreography. It's, but. unfortunately, it looks like good fight choreography that he just cut between for effect. Mm. Okay. So, what are you going to do? Well, I thought the acting in Forbidden Planet wasn't too bad, so they clearly they didn't have to hide anything with their cinematography. But these are, like, good actors, not people who are model actors who know how to sell watches and stuff. True. Was Leslie Nielsen, is that the right guy? We were talking about this before. Yes. Yeah. Is, was he a big actor at this point? Because, like, it was really funny because we, we said, let's watch this movie last week. I had forgot about what movie it was. And it actually came <laughs> up. I was talking to some guy at work. Like, I'd never seen this actor, like, young before. He's like, oh, yeah, there's, like, this movie called, like, The Red Planet or something. I'm like, huh. Is that the one Clark told me to watch? But uh, No, it's a separate movie. No, because we were talking about this actor, and he wasn't in another movie that had, like, Planet in the title. So I think he was thinking of this movie. But, yeah, I had never seen him young before, so it was, like, a little strange. It's like, oh, it's him, but he has, like, you know, black in his hair still. When I say young, I mean gone completely gray type thing. Right. Yeah. But aware of what he's doing... Delivering his lines, making character choices, not like other things here. And we go shoot the bad guy. Shoot the monster. Or I'm Michael B. Jordan and I fly a spaceship and shoot the bad guy. As we saw on Independence Day. Um, I'm trying to think of a movie where like the main character holds some, you know, guy up to a wall demanding answers, because that would have been perfect in this movie. Like you know about the creature, damn it! Where is it? Well, we should, okay. But where, as you know, 1950, it's sort of like, oh yes, let me let me show you every you know secret I've been you know kind of casually hiding because I thought I was. I mean, I'm not doing anything bad, I think, but you know, let's just be all open here. Have a polite, scientific, 1950s like educational film walkthrough of what he's been up to. And yes, it's like let me show you all the toys I've been you know fiddling with that I found here. No, like, you know, angry yelling, like, what are you doing locked up in your lab, damn it? Jump cut to, like, the girl, like, no, don't hurt daddy. (laughs) I think you saw a different movie, Justin. Oliver Twist? (laughs) Yeah. We were supposed to watch Oliver Twist. We keep fucking that up, huh? Yeah. Surprised that's sci-fi. I forgot about that aspect of it. (laughs) I don't know, children working? It's pretty science fiction, Justin. Yeah. Speaking of midgets and other Hollywood magic and robots and stuff, um, did we go over what is happening in the movie? No. <laughs> okay. So they're, they're basically... Leslie Nielsen's spaceship crew is on a mission to like follow up on what happened with a expedition to this planet Altair 4. And they land, and they figure out that everybody except for this doctor guy and his daughter are dead. And wife, but the yeah. wife died later of 
Like Whatever. at the time, it said natural <laughs> yeah. causes, but again, like you sort of raise an eyebrow, like this is suspicious. But, and yeah, and they find out that the doctor has been basically the whole time just continuing his research on this alien civilization, the Krell, who have invented, you know, the ultimate technology, and they've kind of like built this huge, like most of the planet, I guess, is some kind of underground facility or something like that, this massive thing to power the, the ultimate machine that they built, which I guess was something that could make their thoughts real. Yes, but it wasn't really revealed for a long time that that's what the thing was. Right, and because the professor was like the only guy to have survived, a hu the only human to have survived interacting with the Krell device, which increased his IQ a whole bunch, but also like linked him to it, I guess, so that whenever he's asleep and his id is, you know, unchecked, that the Krell machine will make like the manifestations of like his subconscious come to life, and like the monster is his subconscious because it's. I trying to make the guys go away because they're a threat to his daughter or something. Yeah, the daughter and the yeah. planet is kind of the way he put it because all the other people that went to the planet were kind of more like, yeah, this planet's cool, but when do we get back to Earth type thing? So his id monster sort of oh, like, oh, well. killed them all so they couldn't go back. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, if you don't like the fucking planet, then get the fuck out of here and like stuff. And his id sort of went, you know, a little... And doesn't Crazy. the device, like, melt your brain or something? It... If you're not already sufficiently intelligent. Yeah. yeah the, the IQ increaser machine or yes. whatever. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, fries your brain. Like you're sticking your head into an electrical socket. And you may get superpowers. You may, you know, die. Man. It's a roll of the dice right there. So, yes, kids, if you're listening to this. Stick yeah. your fingers into electrical sockets. You have a 50-50 shot. Either you're going to end up being Tony Stark or you're going to be dead. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I guess we're saying increase IQ. Okay, yeah. Considering that kids now think that eating Tide Pods is a way to get famous, I think you may have just caused some, some damage. Take a chance, kids. Experiment with electricity. You know what's hilarious? They, like, once that became a thing, that whole Tide Pod shit, they, uh... They changed the, the design of Tide Pods. So, like, they look less like, I guess, candy. They, they didn't look like fucking candy before. It's just people <laughs> well, are they so were, like, orange and stupid. blue, and people were like, oh, my God, it looks delicious. And now they changed uh, to, like, a blue and green, more soapy-looking. Okay, talk about science fiction right there. Just, like, I don't know. That's crazy. But I anyway, can't believe I ate a Tide Pod. It looks so appetizing. Right. Well, I, no. I didn't know it was from It a, says laundry detergent <laughs> on the box. <laughs> right. I didn't know it must the, be candy. The high efficiency washer sticker on the front meant that it was high fructose. Like, I, so the thing is, there's actually, like, besides stupid kids who want to get YouTube famous, there were some reports of, like, patients with, like, Alzheimer's and shit that, like, were like, oh, this looks like my candy from, you know, that time I saw the Forbidden Planet. <laughs> So, Don't you think that would have been just better for everybody, though? It would decrease the healthcare costs in the country, yes. Okay. Also, how could they remember the Forbidden Planet if they have Alzheimer's, Justin? Well, I mean, like, sometimes you, like, they remember stuff from, like, their, you know, youth or, like, you know, when they had... Like birthday. laundry detergent and how you don't eat it. Well, no, they remember it as candy. You don't remember that, like, the Tide Pods you're not supposed to eat. They're just like, oh, this looks like my old-timey Werther's candy. Right. It's, it's an association with, like, the wrong thing. Like, it's, oh, because it, it looks like that. That means I know it's candy, but... And then the part of the memory where it's like, this is laundry detergent is blocked out. Yes. And they only remember this great movie. Unlike the professor whose mind doesn't get blocked out and starts killing people while he's asleep at his desk. I mean, that shit happens. Yeah, and Robbie has a synthesizer on him, so he makes alcohol for the the crewmen and starts getting them drunk. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Like, fucking Robbie. I, I know the cook was like supposed to be, you know, the the comic relief type character, but like, that was pretty fucking funny. He's like, oh man, I only got like two swigs left. Hey, Robbie, you know where I can find some more? Like, you know corn to make some grain alcohol or something it's like hey give me that shit glug 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 oh, yeah, i'll have 60 gallons for you in a day it's like what 60 gallons 
Oh, man, I sure do love you, Robbie. The future. Yeah. Robot, you just pour it in and they make 60 gallons. 24 hours. Well, I don't think he was just, like, pissing it out, like, right there. I think he, like, probably went back to the house and, like, synthesized it up or something. I don't know. And then he came back and brought them, like, cases of the shit. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that perfect label on there. Straight from Kansas City. But I think that's that's... It's funny, but it's actually an important part of the story because that's why uh, it was an guess, alibi for the, huh? the robot there's an alibi for the robot like, right oh, yeah i was getting plastered with the robot <laughs> like well and also it's just because the robot's clearly using all like the the advanced technology to just make whatever they want out of thin air yeah again it goes back to that thing i said about the poster it's like this robot is completely dedicated to helping people and that's like not even like you know, an ulterior motive in there. It's like, yeah, I just want to help you, mate, guys. Like, you know, I'll do whatever. I'm not going to shoot you. I'll help protect you. That's it. I'm not evil. That's, that's not a trick. I'm, I'm really not evil. I'm super nice. Like, sweet, Robbie. I love you. Well, and so much so that he even gets stuck in, like, a logic loop at the end of the movie where, oh, like, yeah, Robbie, he... stop the intruder. And he's like, Zzzz, yeah, because like he knows. He knows yeah. that it is the professor's, yeah. like, part of the professor's mind out there, so... Not that blasters do anything to it. I thought the effects when he was having the feedback loop were pretty funny, though, where it's just like the like little electricity bolts. Like, yeah, a lot of the effects with him were kind of funny just because, like, it's like you say something to him and it's like, click, 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 click. Like, the circuit's, like, clicking in his head. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, well, I'll show you right in. Or, like, you know, stop. But he's like a jerk. movie magic prop. Yeah, like yeah, he, I know. he's actually using like old style vacuum tubes. And yeah, stuff, and you hear like the click clack. His whole stuff. head is a giant vacuum tube. <laughs> yeah. Now he'd be yeah. some shitty piece of shit CGI unfunny douchebag like that thing from Rogue One. Yeah, or he would just be somebody with like a smashed up circuit board glued to their face. Well, compared to the movie we watched last week. <laughs> The robot character in Forbidden Planet is far superior. It's not some cheesy makeup job with just clearly a guy walking around in like a cardboard box. And, you know, they actually put some thought into creating Robbie's costume, I guess. Well, but he's, it, it, what I like about Robbie is that he's number one, a cool robot, but he also makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Just like you send a robot to go to the new planet with people. Well, no, he didn't even get sent there. I mean,. The professor had his little mind meld with the Krell or whatever. Oh, right, okay. And then he's like, oh, well, I know how to make a robot now. I'm going to go do that. He's like, a fucking easy, like, child's play. Oh. I just don't recall people being super surprised about robots. Um, They were kind of surprised at the start of the movie. They were like, oh, what the fuck is driving the car? Like, there was nobody in the car. And then, like, they get to the household, and it's like, so you, like, they... they professor didn't have his reveal yet he was saying some like the guys were saying something like so with all the combined human knowledge that we have we haven't been able to produce a robot like this but you were able to do it within several years of being on this planet he's like oh yeah my research has you know helped me you know figure out how to make this robot and i was able to do it but that's before he was like oh yeah i did a you know an iq increase thing and then Right. They, they they give you little like bits and pieces throughout the movie. It's like a little here's a little piece of candy, and then like it actually does extend the plot. Going back to the Alien Three thing, where like they had the little water droplet thing and the food expanded. I thought that was going to be like an important plot thing. Was it Alien Three? Maybe it was Resurrection. I don't know. It's Alien. That's, yeah, yeah, that's Resurrection. Where Alien Three is the desert. Cube, yes, the, or the little thing that like the laser, the, the laser food processor yeah. thing that like expands like a little <laughs> tiny cube into a big thing. I was thinking, oh, that's gonna have to fucking kill the alien. But no, like in this movie, it was like, all right, you know that on the back wall, like that's the little power meter thing, and you know I've only been able to make it this much, and I've never seen it go that far before across the whole wall. And then like in the last scenes of the movie, it's like. Across the whole fucking wall when he's then his id monster is like burning through the impenetrable doors. Wow. And then like, you know, they show the little like Krell head toy thingy and it's like Oh hey, I made a little hologram thingy. Like, isn't that neat? It's my daughter. And then like you're thinking back after the reveal, like, oh man, like 
yeah, that makes sense. Like, he can make the, you know, creatures out of thin air and stuff like that. And this reminds you of Alien 3 or Alien Resurrection? Well, it's the opposite in Alien Resurrection because they showed the little whiskey cube thing. And, right. like, they never brought it back. Like, I thought that they'd, like, throw a bunch into the alien's mouth and it would, like, explode. Also, there's actually a coherent story in this movie, unlike Alien Resurrection, where it's like, we have to get to, we have to, get to one side of the ship from the other. I, I'm sorry, this is like the, like, Alien Resurrection is the only movie that I remember that something bugged me and it has stuck with me. No, it's okay. I mean, that's okay. a... It's a script, or is it directed by or written by? I can't remember. I think written by Josh Wheaton. Yeah, Josh Wheaton. Yeah. Jesus Christ. How do you get the, the reins to the biggest Disney movie ever? Um, <laughs> I think he hired a guy to, like, he fucked up. He killed Zack Snyder's daughter by accident. I, I don't know yeah. if you're serious anymore. I think that was Josh Whedon's problem. He, was, he tried to move into the DC franchise, but he accidentally killed Snyder's daughter instead of killing Zack Slender directly. So. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I, I really have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. Okay. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So, ultimately, they decide that finding the crawl technology is bad. Well, I mean, they're like, well, it's good, but with our, you know, primitive monkey brains, you a know, very classic we cannot control it. 1950s, 60s sci-fi, like, you know. You can see the, <clears throat> you can see how it's, you know, anticipating Star Trek, not only with the plot, but with the characters, like, you know, it's, it's Leslie this, Nielsen as Kirk, and the doctor guy who's with him is, like, his Spock McCoy companion. Was this completely before Star Trek, like, any notion of it? Yeah. This is okay. where Gene Roddenberry actually cited um, Leslie Nielsen's character in this movie as one of his inspirations for the Kirk character because mm. they're kind of similar, you know, swashbuckling man of action. Yeah. Who gets all the pussy. Right. His daughter's, like, you know, well, just interested in... He in didn't get any until the one died, so it was just like, okay. Yeah. Captain Kirk always gets laid eventually. I think that's the message Gene Roddenberry took away from this movie. Mm. Okay. Give him time. Especially when the when he gets to reports at the end of the episode before the good laugh. Everybody has a chuckle. Spock says something stupid, and McCoy calls him an emotionless piece of shit. Not in every episode. <laughs> God damn. That was a quick turn. Well, sometimes the episodes end in a downer, like they fail to stop Hitler from taking power. Well, okay. Because McCoy wanted to get his dick sucked, and then they just beat him up. Uh, okay, that doesn't seem like the best reason not to stop Hitler, but I mean... I don't know, the whole changing history thing I thought was kind of like a, a no-no in Star Trek. This was by accident. McCoy's like high on some drug or something that he accidentally gets injected with and he goes crazy and goes through this time portal and they have to go and stop him because he inadvertently changes history or something. <laughs> so they have to go and set it right. And it involves some, get, letting some lady get killed in a car crash. She gets hit by a fucking bus or something. Yeah. And McCoy's, I think, trying to save her, and Kirk prevents him, so she gets whacked. It's, it's most often voted, like, one of the best, if not the best, episode of the original series. Like, people okay. just love it, and it got a, an award for the writing and stuff. Harlan Ellison, if you've heard of that guy, wrote the... No. Well, he's a big-time sci-fi author. And okay. Philistine. Get squinty out with me. But this is clearly where a lot of those ideas came from. This is a, as a movie, again, like Logan's Run, where it may not have... I think it was decently it's, popular. It's much I mean, better than Logan's Run, and it did better, but it, it's the, some of the stuff that it introduced and concepts that it highlighted are more famously carried on in other places. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you hear a lot of people walking down the street like, Oh yeah, I remember that movie. Or like, oh yeah, I picked that movie up. It's a it's a classic. But if you watch it, yeah, it is. You kind of look back on it and go, oh, so that's where that kind of trope might have originated from. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, like I had a random conversation with somebody at work about 
Leslie Nielsen and confusing him with uh, Steve Martin and how I'd never seen them either of them be young in a film before. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, uh, he was young in that one movie about, like, some alien planet. I'm like, oh, okay. That one. I yes. think people probably don't look upon this as a classic because of the era it's from where in the 50s sci-fi was kind of like a joke in Hollywood like if you did a sci-fi movie it was that was like B-movie territory like UFOs and giant ants and stuff like that yeah. so this is like it's just <laughs> it's just victimized by the I guess setting mm-hmm. at the time because I don't know Hollywood back then is like it's all like it's like fucking musicals I mean, and let's be stuff honest like that. here though because there is probably the majority of sci-fi movies that are made nowadays are still in the kind of right, but now it's self it's movie. self-referential in a lot of cases. Yeah, you know, like all the the sci-fi channel original movies. Like, yeah, they're not yeah. serious. They're doing it because they're. You know, it's almost tongue in cheek, right? B movie is like a genre unto itself now, so they just kind of do it as like an homage. But, but yeah, the the fifties were, you know, they were serious. Like, oh my god, ants are taking over the planet, and they're twenty feet tall. Yeah, there is and an the actual army movie about is that. powerless to stop them. <laughs> yeah, because the tanks just can't deal with the giant ants. And it's like very obviously two pieces of film like overlaid with each other, like of just like some ants. Well, in that yes. movie, they hardly ever show. The ants. You don't really ever see them until the end. It's the best part. You only have to composite the film one right. time. So most of it is just guys in like offices smoking pipes and talking about how terrible it's going to be. And <laughs> <laughs> my God, can you believe how bad it will be when the ants finally arrive? <laughs> yes, and scoop out his pipe and pack another one. <laughs> no, I though though like I mean I think that's just a product of the time because I mean this movie. If it was made today, it would probably have some flashback of, you know, some alien-looking race of the Krell or something like that. But they're just like, no, yeah, no, we don't want to design have, it. Have like, the survivor of the Krell. Something like to that. To teach the, the newcomers about the correct way to use their technology and how irresponsible they are. Well, this one is kind of like in the middle. It's the, the sweet spot. It's like they're not showing you everything, but they're not telling you everything either. Mm-hmm. You know, there's questions left unanswered but they also don't do a mystery box thing like jj abrams would have tried to do if he would remake this movie jj abrams if you're listening you should remake forbidden planet talentless fuck lens flares robbie the robot is a what would he be in jj abrams version he would be like a very life uh apple designed um you know he would be all curves and he would not be Robbie the Robot. He'd be like, first of all, he'd be Roberta or something like that because you have to have a strong woman, right, be the robot. I don't even know if you have to have a robot anymore. No, you have to because there's no originality. He's a hologram now. Oh, yeah. he's a, Oh, like the guy in uh, um, the Time Machine remake. <laughs> exactly. The 7-Up guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a hologram. Yeah, he's a hologram, and but the captain has to be a female. Maybe. I I don't know. They have they haven't gone quite that far yet because I think everybody's still recovering from Voyager. And what terrible things the writers did to that series. Yeah, I just think today if they made this movie, it would be either. They've got to explain every single little thing about this so there's nothing interesting about it. Or explain nothing. Or explain nothing so it's like a completely boring movie where you're totally lost. And then there's a bunch of people trying to convince you it's profound. Which is invariably the result of the mystery box. Yeah, which I don't think that Forbidden Planet is a profound movie. I just think it's an enjoyable film with a pretty decent story. So again, like at the start of the movie, like like I was... I had questions, but like you said, I wasn't left with questions at the end necessarily. It's like, okay, like... This seems like a film you'd show like in film school to demonstrate like this is a basic, complete movie. Yeah. yeah. Beginning, middle, end, characters, plot, mystery, like solved. Right. Every, every main character... left, we blow up. Right. Like, so yeah. we, we clean up what's left and the story kind of ends when we're going back to Earth. Like, Yeah, there's like the five or whatever three-act 
play. It follows all those beats pretty well. And all the characters, all the main characters at least, have somewhat of an arc. Yeah, it's like the, I don't want to say it's the minimum competent level for a movie because it's pretty good, but it's like the, it has all the pieces that you need. It's a complete yeah, final like product. You, you really, you don't need to know what the Krell looked like. There's no tie-in like comic. Just, There's no Krell, right. downfall of the Krell prequel comic tie-in. <laughs> Six month series. The Krell, the, oh, I mean, the Krell are just, that's, that's what people who are making this movie today, if they remade it, would not understand. The Krell are a symbol. Scan it's the symbolism. QR code it's to not, access the Krell VR yeah, app. That's right. Yeah, play the, on, you know, the Krell, um, what is it, DLC or whatever. Get your Snapchat filter. Be, hashtag be the Krell or hashtag who are the Krell. So look forward to all these things this winter when a Han Solo movie comes out. No. The Han Solo movie is coming out in a few weeks. It's oh, it's a few weeks? Oh, and it's we're May. we're so excited to go yeah. see it with you, Justin. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know when it comes out, but I may or may not be out of town. I don't All know. right, so it seems like should we switch to talk about the Han Solo thing? Because Please. Because there's new news about it. I, I do something. have to add one, one quick 30 seconds before, though. You gave me a look when I was saying Star Trek Voyager and the writers did terrible things. Uh-huh. And that is the reason that uh, the female captain idea has only recently been re-explored again. I'd like to be clear, not saying that the actress Kate Mulgrew did a bad job. I'm saying that the writers on that show need to be shot. Okay. Was that, so I read something about one Star Trek episode online that was like universally rated the worst episode. Were the lizards? Where like they become lizards and then like the one lizard rapes the other lizard and then become human skins. Like, oh, ha ha, oops. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing that they did in that series. That was Voyager? And it's just, it's unfortunate because a lot of the characters come off like retards, like Captain Janeway, because they can't decide if they're psychotic, blood killer, thirsty, insane people, or they're principled Starfleet officers. You can tell it's like week to week, somebody different is writing each script, because they all have radically different <laughs> interpretations of the same characters. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's uh, Captain Janeway is going to disregard the prime director this week. Next week, though, when Voyager could get home in 30 minutes, it's time to honor it. Because a different writer is responsible for that week's script. It's like That's... they just didn't have that big board in the room How that says, this... like, this is what this character is like. These are the characteristics. It's seven seasons. And the How... first season, it, where they're like, oh, no, we're in the other side of the galaxy. We have to get home. What do we do? Like, that kind of has, like, a... It's acceptable because you're getting your feet wet with this new concept. Okay. And it's interesting, and then it just slowly... And it meandered for six other seasons? Yeah, morphs into like, ah, uh, we have all this spare time on our luxury cruise home. Let's build a spaceship that goes really fast. It went too fast, and now we're lizards. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Whoops. Nobody was keeping track of the lore. Right, they that's... didn't have anybody who was like the, the... Yeah, the lore master to keep everybody like, no, this is how the character is. Like... People, there, I'm sure there's legit criticisms you could levy against Blizzard, but I think that's one thing that they do really well in storytelling that some of these people could learn from is that they clearly have guys who their whole job is to just keep the integrity of the lore for each franchise that they produce. And they very, very rarely retcon anything. Which is, yeah, it's one of the, I mean... I'm thinking to other Star Trek, though, that Next Generation didn't really internally retcon a lot of things. It might have retconned a lot of Star Trek universe stuff, but, like, internal to the series, the writing never... Like, just mostly shit with um, the characterizations that they did early on, like Data, you know, the way he speaks, and... How he was a dictionary or a thesaurus for a while, and that was his only gag. Yeah, but he became more robotic as it went on, versus he was more of, like, just a person in the first season. He used contractions. He was a rapist, too. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Yeah. Didn't know they built robots with those. But he used all of his, like, psychological programming to manipulate a fellow crew member into sex, so... Are you talking about... Are you referencing a fuck machine, Justin? A fuck saw? Like the piston? Yeah. (laughs) Those things they have for uh, VR porns now. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it a USB hookup? It's universal, of course it is, yeah. Okay. 
You don't need that much power. I didn't know if it required its own... Does it have Bluetooth like, so you can control with your smartphone? I mean, did it, does it have its own power brick, Justin? Or like... So you can no. turn up the intensity? Does it work no, I, I've cardboard? actually... <laughs> I have heard of like vibrators that are like that, that like controls, there's like, it connects like to like your phone. Thing for the well, no, it <laughs> connects to your phone so it like matches with the like music, sort of like, you know, how Winamp had those like little waves. Oh, so it like matches the beat of whatever you're listening to? <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. Oh. So what if you listen to like heavy metal or something like that? Is it like... Yeah, for a good time, I guess. You're going to get pounded. <laughs> that or end up in the ER. Story. Yeah. 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 Turn the Skrillex on. Wait for the beat to drop. Um, oh, I'm just making sure it wasn't a separate power brick because I feel like the one person we know who would be 100% in favor of buying that would have it on all the time, and that can get quite expensive. Could. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know who you are. It's Han Solo. Yeah. I, I, Grant, tell yeah. us about uh, Han Solo. So there's new news from people who were on the set. I think. So it's good news, right, about how well the movie's going? Uh, it's good news for us. It's, That's <laughs> it's, a, it's a careful little two-milliliter leak from Disney's private dropper to make sure the ground is just soft enough for this piece of shit to land right. It's apparently uh, leaks from somebody who was acting in the film but in a minor role, mm-hmm. and it's just disclosure about how fucked up everything was the whole time and just... That the whole thing was a huge clusterfuck. That the main character, the actor, can't act. Must be getting like acting lessons on set or something like that. Was yeah, there. which we talked about that before, but now it's confirmed by another person that like, wow, it really was this bad. And now there's a whole bunch of people who have been talking about this. People, you know, with their YouTube channels and stuff. And it's the the zeitgeist is this now because it's being called Soilo, a Star Wars story. Soilo. Han Solo and the new one is clearly a soy boy. Oh, God, that shit. Okay, whatever. Soilo. <laughs> Does he have the open mouth selfie yet? Uh, no. Okay. Didn't seen that. I don't follow him on Instagram, so I wouldn't know. Once that comes up, you know, the soy level has reached. It's too high. But it seems like there's a groundswell that's already forming in opposition to this movie. But that's like, like with every Star Wars movie that's coming out. Now. I mean, that's, Ex- it's except not... for Amelia Clark, she's going to be brilliant. She's going to be brave. She's going to be ahead of her time. She's going to deliver an Oscar-worthy performance that the Academy will. Her ignore. eyebrows will. Um, it's not just, her. They they just had this person was just talking about how crazy it was that they basically fired the two directors about you know ninety percent of the movie was done and they fired these people and so they had to like basically reshoot the entire film. It's like a different film. Mm. So, but they had to use what they already had in terms of the story. And like a lot of, they just can't waste footage. So they've kind of had to like reshoot a bunch of stuff and like combine it with old stuff. So they already have like some like space fights. Well, we still have to go to this planet for some reason to keep this space battle we spent 10 million on. So shit, just intercut the whole thing. Uh, I mean, cut it, yeah, cut Dream it sequence. It's, why don't you start the movie in the bar on Tatooine and it'll be a flatback and you can jump around? Yeah. Just the continued decline of Star Wars. And have someone say Greedo there. And that they, oh, yeah, they released the Last Jedi Blu ray set. Oh, the, yes. This week, and apparently the fan reaction has been, again, very underwhelming that the, the, much talked about deleted scenes were just useless shit that nobody cares about. I'm ready. They have I... like crates of these Last Jedi toys that are on the shelves of bankrupt Toys R Us and they still can't get rid of them. Don't worry, be... they'll end up in the Pacific garbage patch. It's yeah. fine. Or Bury like them the with the ET, ET cartridges. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. Put them yeah. in the landfill. Just burn them all. <laughs> so people can dig them up in 20 years and make a documentary about it. Yep. Creative destruction. Yeah. I mean, actually, if you wanted to do something really helpful, you could probably just grind them up and mail them to Disney, and they could use them to, like, fill in parts of the park. Make new plastic out of them. <laughs> what? No. Well, that's... but <laughs> it's, It seems like they're just failing all around. I mean, I've heard things about, you know, 
most of the people who are buying the Star Wars toys now who are really keeping it afloat are like the collector type people. And now Hasbro is basically, you know, holding the collector people hostage by saying like, oh, yeah, we'll make an awesome toy for well, you, but you have to crowdfund it. There's, there's no... Like we're a multi-billion oh, dollar company and we're still telling you we're not going to make this thing and you, you have to crowdfund it and then you're going to have to pay for it. And it's going to be like $500. There's no adventure yeah. with these new fucking movies. That's the problem. The reason that Star Wars toys were so cool from the original movies is because it was like you had these characters you're familiar with in the settings, but your imagination was like there was all this other stuff to take in. Right. There was now the expanded it's, universe that you could play in. And now it's just like here are all of the characters start to finish in the movie. Here is how they feel. Or we're telegraphing it to you because you're a bunch of retards. Yeah. We're probably I, looking at your smartphones. Yeah, there's just it's just weakness, and I I read too that because Carrie Fisher's dead, they're they're struggling with how to write her character out of the last movie. So I read a rumor that they're actually thinking about offering Meryl Streep the role of being Leia in Episode Nine. So replacing Carrie Fisher, they're gonna have Meryl Streep in there potentially, which I'm sure will really endear. <sighs> Uh, Time for another Oscar. Star Wars fans. Time for another Oscar. Yeah. Oh, Meryl Streep's so brave taking over for Carrie Fisher. Oh, Mm, mm, yes. I'll just CGI her face over Meryl Streep. Why don't they actually cut her face off and give it to Harvey Weinstein because he owns the bitch and she won't admit it. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Her, Her comment saying he was God is just a spontaneous endorsement. I I don't follow Hollywood news enough to know if you're talking about Carrie Fisher or Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, okay. Carrie Fisher's only problem is cocaine. I think everybody knows that. Well, I, I thought she was... I thought Carrie Fisher was, like, somebody who actually kind of spoke out about, like, that sort of shit. Like, actually called directors out saying, like, hey, stop touching my boob! But... She was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was a little confused. Cocaine. But uh, new and Star cocaine. Wars is just boring. You don't know that it's yet. Not worth. You don't not, know that yet. Uh, I I think I know it because I'm two thirds of the way through it already. Wait, new Star Wars? What? The new Star Wars, the like the new franchise, like the new. Trilogy. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant yeah. The Han Solo. We're, we're two thirds of the way through it already, and it's it's been lackluster, underwhelming, whatever adjective you want to use to say it's a piece of shit. Um, well, I mean, what's the Han Solo movie going to be at this point? I because I, the the mainstream movies have been so like, you know, it's like paint by numbers. Like, well, until this most recent one, I guess. But I mean, well, and they, look, fundamental thing, like you said, there's no adventure, there's no real exciting story. They can't make new characters that people like, and they have to shit on the old characters in an attempt to make you like the new ones. You know, Han Solo was the coolest character in original trilogy and they made him a loser single dad who dies like a punk and i'll bet in this movie he's an (laughs) immature little privileged white male imperial academy boy who gets education from a strong woman named amelia clark yeah exactly and and luke skywalker was a hopeful idealistic young man and they make him a grumpy angry grandpa who's perpetually bitter and then he dies but first han solo has to uh, find the Millennium Falcon. Uh, he has to hit the thing above the cockpit to make the lights come on for the first time. He has to meet Chewbacca. He has to talk to Lando. He has to go to Cloud City or some other kind of floating yeah. area. He has to um, shoot at TIE fighters. He has to get his blaster. He has to... I mean, what are some other things that Han Solo has to do? He has it's, to say, it's all trust gonna be, me. It's all going to be call-outs. Yeah. Call-out after call-out, reference after reference. Like, ooh, do you remember, don't you remember his blaster? He's going to calculate the odds one time and decide it's not worth his time or something. Just yeah. as a little throwaway yep. hee-hee. Something like that. So you fart in your chair a little extra. And people do do that. <laughs> and they think that nobody knows. They know. Everyone who's listening, they know. Everybody knows. Everyone around you knows. <laughs> I fucking hate going to the theater so much. <laughs> Although I will say that I recently went to the uh, the Esquire showing of The Room. Oh, okay. Which was good time. Oh, Esquire is good around here. Yeah. 
seeing the room there with a live audience. I mean, they don't have the Lazy Boy seats, but I mean, Lazy Boy seats probably have like, you know, popcorn and other candies and, you know, just pure shit in the crevices. So it's they matter. probably they have yeah. poop socks built into some of them, I think. For, I don't know. For if, marathon movie watchers who buy like the little pass now. Do you have you heard about this? I, I've heard about the marathon like passes, but like I haven't heard of people that haven't been able to like leave the theater for, you know, the three minutes it takes to use the restroom. This is my supposition. I'm I'm thinking that some of the people I've seen go in there, there has to be a one chair one chair and they know they, where it is. They get the poops. They get the, the big gulps <laughs> and just go in there. <laughs> But how? How do they lift themselves up to these people? Position. There was some dude that actually died in one of those chairs recently. Sweet. I I don't know how. Like I think he was like trying to get his cell phone in there, and he like stuck his head underneath, and he got caught in the the little lifty leg thing. Was this guy like a weakling or something? I don't know. He, I mean, it wasn't like an instant like break your neck type of thing. It was like, oh, he went to the hospital and he died like, you know, oh. nine days later from his injuries sustained trying to retrieve his cell phone underneath one of those seats. My God. Just, and all for his last memory is probably going to be watching some mediocre movie. God. <laughs> Here's a, a tip. Way to die. Sit in row C. C? Row That's a little C. close, isn't it? It's the it's the handicap and handicap companion row. Mm. So the wall that for like the retaining wall that is the rest of the theater seating is behind you. So it's like you're in a private theater. There's two chairs, two blanks, two chairs, two blanks, two chairs, two blanks. Oh, so you sit in the blanks? Okay. No, you sit in the chairs. You sit in oh. the handicap companion chairs. But what about I don't know, that seems a little No handicap people ever come to the movies or just don't feel welcome. I have never seen anybody in any of like the wheelchair spaces. But also, it's when you go to like if you go on like a Tuesday afternoon or something when it's the matinee, it's like well, there's not going to be anybody there really. That's why it's the <laughs> matinee day because they anticipate that nobody's going to be there to buy the cheap tickets that they don't make any money off of. Yeah, it's a good time to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was one of the few people in the country who saw the movie apparently. What? Because it was too long for most people. Oh. Okay. What? This is longer than an NFL game. Shit. I ain't got a time for that. I got my belt clip cell phone. I'm going to make some real money today. Yeah, I, I, I usually uh, make a lot of my money betting on NBA games. Yeah, so tell us about this StarCraft change. It's, this is big news. <laughs> what is this? I don't know. There's been a large patch. And it just changed a whole bunch of stuff about the units? It seems so, yeah. Okay, so it's like a whole new game. Mm. It's got staying power for another 10 years in it now. Probably one of those big rebalances they do and too many people complain in the forums because they can't win. So, <laughs> I think that's really it. The Tempest is too strong. The Tempest is too strong. They dumped it, it down. It has too much range. How do I defeat it? What do I do? When I played StarCraft, it always seemed okay, but it always felt like it was missing, like, something to make it more of a competitive type thing. Or, like, where's it StarCraft 1 or, like, some other mobile games StarCraft 1 had speed. Like, that was the thing about StarCraft 1. It was like, how many mouse clicks can you fucking fit in? It's like Melee versus Brawl. How many mouse clicks can you fit in? StarCraft 2 is like, you gotta combine your different unit types correctly. StarCraft 1's like, how quickly can you make those 10 Marines and micro them through all the drones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Justin, you, if you don't wear a cape when you have your picture taken for the championship series and there's not a video of you online microing Marines around lurker spikes because you're that much of a poop sock, you don't know how to play StarCraft. I don't know how to play StarCraft. I don't fucking know how to play StarCraft. I can't do that. Okay. I do like... Um, <laughs> The units, some of the units they added in Legacy of the Void um, for the Terrans, that like uh, aerial siege tank thing. Oh, Liberator. That is like a really good thing to troll people with. It works all the time. It's fun. Oh, they changed the Raven. Oh, the, the guy that could thing. land on the ground and shoot. No. Which the, one like that? the the science ship thing. That was oh. the detector that also had oh. like the seeker missiles. Yeah, the and seeker missile. Okay, I remember that. No guy. more PD drones. What? 
And the Seeker Missile now apparently just does damage to armor. It doesn't actually, like, it does 20% of the damage it used to to health, and now it just takes away armor. Well, what? What about, yeah. like, okay, the only race I thought that had armor was Protoss. No, like, it degrades, I think, your armor rating, like... Oh, so they have plus one or two? Like, oh, that's like your armor contribution to the damage reduction. Even zero has a damage reduction. Okay, so it's more like a debuff versus like yeah, actual damage. Exactly. So all those guys who used to make the cool videos where they would um, be massing the ravens and use like all the seeker bombs on like big mounds of troops, they can't do that anymore. No, Antaran's strategy will not work anymore. That's yeah, sad. That's, that's really. Oh, those uh, are Vikings. I was thinking of, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's it is satisfying to load up like. 15 of those secret missiles and just watch somebody but no not anymore is it debuff stacking i don't know okay i'll find out well, later look i guess bright-sided if enough people complain about the changes they'll change some things back they need to just make warcraft 4 and then fire all the people they hire to make starcraft 2 bring back the starcraft 1 team and then let them do what they want yeah they're never going to make warcraft 4 though because world of warcraft is a money mint still Oh, that's right. Justin, the new expansion's coming out. Are you going to play World of Warcraft, the war for Azeroth? Battle for Azeroth. I am proud TM. to say I have never touched World of Warcraft. I mean, that is surprising given my history with MMOs, but no, I've never touched World of Warcraft. I recognize that as a crack addiction, and that is a giant <laughs> fucking crack rock, and I'm like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you very you, much. You have your crack already. I've got my crack. It is, it's just weed. That's all I do. I do the weed equivalent to the crack that is, wow. Yep. Really? Final Fantasy seems like crack, Justin. Uh, I think you're, you're trying to downplay your addiction. It is. Okay. Maybe it's cocaine. Maybe it's a finer version of crack, but. No. It's, I not, mean, it's not marijuana, man. You can't just walk away from it. I, I can walk away from it. I don't know. You can quit anytime you want. Can you quit Final Fantasy anytime you want, <laughs> Justin? Yeah. All right. You should quit for a whole year then. Why would I do that? <laughs> I got nothing else. Like, if I had something else going on, that would be the first to drop. That's what I'm saying. But, like, if something came up, yeah, I would be like, okay, well, this thing is more pressing, so I will drop this. Everybody listening, send death threats to Justin. Uh, that'll give him something to do with his spare time filling out all the police reports. The creepier and more realistic you can make them, the better you can probably drive by his house and throw some stuff in his lawn just to let him know. Uh, yeah, you can take... Uh, well, I don't really have... Like, normally the creepy thing to do is like take pictures of like, you know, kids going to school. It's like, I know where your kids live and shit like that. Maybe I could take pictures of the guy redoing your roof. <laughs> I know where your roofer lives. Okay. Yeah, you'll have a blue tarp on there for months if you don't answer my ransom <laughs> demands. <laughs> oh, that'd actually be a good one. I'd be pissed. 